0: everybody, and welcome back to Popcorn Prattle. I am one of your hosts, Mr. Marcus Sally, executive producer of Shenanigans Incorporated and one of the co-creators of Popcorn Prattle. If this is your first time listening to the show, welcome. We are but a humble podcast that enjoys talking about movies, not in a pretentious way, but as if you were sitting in a bar and you just want to talk about movies. With your best good buddies. And of course, as always, I'm joined by my best good buddies, so let me introduce you to them. First up, you know them, you love him. It's the man, it's the myth, it's the legend. Yo, it's Mr. Stephen Bailey. Stephen, say hi to the folks at home.
1: Hi, folks at home.
0: And of course you know her. She's the ever so lovely, the ever so talented. Hey, it's Miss Lindley Key. Lindley, say hi to the folks at home. Hey. Guys, there's a lot that has happened in the past two weeks. Um, <laughs> yeah, we uh, we we are promising. We are promising that this show will be our normal, probably two hour fair. Um, no matter how much we try to get it back to an hour and a half, <laughs> it will most likely go to two hours, um, hey, not Dave. exceeding three. Hey, Dave. hey Dave. Dave. Dave doesn't Dave doesn't care anyway because he listens to this while he's working. So three hours. That's three hours killed of his work day.
2: <laughs> you're welcome. You know,
0: you're well you're welcome. Um so audience, you are in for a very action packed night. We are gonna be talking about a lot of different movies, uh especially, especially two that everybody is talking about right now. We are gonna be talking about Gogeta, King of Monsters, and Aladdin. Spoiler free, of course, because we want you guys to see it because the movies literally just came out. Um, well, but we I mean, want you guys... for
2: Aladdin, there's not much to spoil because it's Aladdin.
0: Hey, there might be some six-year-olds who have never seen Aladdin. Okay. You don't know.
2: Okay, to so all the six-year-olds to... who are listening to the podcast.
0: <laughs> If you're a six-year-old listening to this podcast, good for you.
1: (laughs) Also, if you're a six-year-old listening to this podcast who hasn't seen Aladdin, talk to your parents and make them show you the original.
0: (laughs) Calm down, Steven. It's going to be fine. (laughs) I will never calm down. Yeah, we know. Um, Audience, (laughs) we have an exciting show lined up for you tonight. Uh, But before we get into everything that we're talking about uh we want to stress this if you like the show if you listen to this and even while you're listening if you're like man i really enjoy what those popcorn prattle peeps are talking about hey you know what i want you to do I want you to go on to iTunes, slash not iTunes, because iTunes is going away. Um, I think it's going to be Apple Music. So go on Apple Music, find our podcast. We'll put it in our Facebook page and whatnot and where you can find it for the Apple users out there. Um, you can look us up on Spotify. You can find us on Podbean, Stitcher, even iHeartRadio. Guys, we are everywhere, and we want you to like subscribe we want you to leave reviews uh retweet go on instagram and find the instagram repost app and i want you to share our podcast let everybody know that popcorn prattle is indeed the film talk podcast to listen to all right because helping us out helps you guys out because guess what we can craft a product that is tailor-made to you the listener And thank you um, to everybody so far that has been uh, uh, leaving us reviews on iTunes. You are so sweet, so special. We thank you for that. Um, Yeah, this is great. As we get closer to uh, episode 100. We got to start hyping it up because guys, we got one more month. Triple
2: digits. uh, Oh my gosh.
0: Yeah, we have one month before (laughs) before episode 100. So I think what I'm going to do um, because I thought about I thought about guests on the show. And then I was like, we've had so many guests. And I don't know if we can just pick one or a <laughs> couple. I think we just have like a celebration. I think what we do is we ask the listeners, what do they want to hear us do? What do they want to hear us talk about? Yeah, they make they make the topics. saves us some time. We can just talk during the during a pre-show meeting. <laughs> Let's do it. I mean not that we're not going to talk, but then we can just talk. <laughs> oh man. So yes, audience, so let us know uh what you guys think we should uh what we should be discussing and guess what? We're going to talk about it on the show. Um speaking of the show, we got a lot of different topics for you tonight. Uh, first up, we got our Netflix picks. And guys, I I'm not gonna spoil a lot of it, a lot of what we're gonna talk about. But I do have to say this: I have finally seen Outlander, and Lindley's super excited because now she finally gets to talk Outlander on the show. I finally get to
2: talk about Outlander on the show. I'm not the only Sasenaque on the show. <laughs>
0: It is gonna be great. If y'all um, can see
2: this stupid grin on my face right now. <laughs>
0: yeah. It's
2: ridiculously stupid.
0: It is going to be so much fun. Um, we are gonna be we have a new Go Home DC You Drunk uh special. If you've never listened to the show before, uh Go Home DC You're Drunk is kind of like our commentary on uh the DC cinematic universe. And, uh, what they're doing and how drunk they are. Sometimes they sober up, but a lot of times they don't. Uh, we'll be going over a trailer roundup where we're going to be talking about The Dark Crystal. Uh, as well as Onward, a brand new uh, fantasy trailer that just came out. Uh, and then of course for our main event, we are going to be talking about Godzilla and Aladdin. So, it's going to be a great show, guys. Um... Without further ado, and gilding of the lily, uh, Stephen, Lindley, are you ready? Ready. Ready. So, guys, let's prattle. Um, So, let's start this off with a little bit of a nugget. Game of Thrones, the final season, it just happened. Well, was it two weeks ago it just happened? I don't watch Game of Thrones. I do. Lindley does. Stephen, do you watch Game of Thrones? I know this is a dumb question, but I have to ask it for formality's (laughs) sake. Um... (laughs) Not really, no. Okay, so Stephen also doesn't watch it. Uh, Lindley, do you read the books?
2: I tried. I started to, and then life happened, and I just never picked it back up.
0: hmm Stephen, do you read the books?
1: Uh, I did for a while. And then the TV show apparently outpaced the books. Oh, and yeah. before I knew it, it had been, like, what, like, eight years since he had released his last one? And I was like, okay... I'm not gonna it, like okay George R. R. Martin. If you're not gonna take these books seriously, I'm out. So, I almost I, finished book two.
0: <laughs> I have I am I am completely caught up with the books, um, from Game of Thrones all the way to Dance of Dragons, and I got some words. Um, but let's start off with somebody who actually watched the show. Um, Lindley, <laughs> yes. what was this final season like for you? Uh, did you enjoy? It? There's a lot of controversy surrounding oh. the show.
2: Oh boy. Well, po- posit- positives. Um, positive. Yes, positives. There were some good moments and there was some really good acting in this season. The, you know, the battles were good, the CGI and the sets were good, but the story itself. Oh boy. It and here's the thing: I am all for a show knowing its ending, and knowing when to call it quits before they jump the shark. Because there are a lot of shows out there on TV land right now, not the channel TV land, but in TV land that are well past their ch- shark, shark jumping moments. I'm tired, guys. <laughs> but Game of Thrones was not one of them. This whole last season was so rushed. they had built up this big enemy with the Night King, and they kill him off in episode three. I'm sorry, spoilers, but it it's been a few it's been a few weeks if you're not spoiled by now, then eh.
0: I also feel like Game of Thrones fans, they they did not even care about spoiling. Because it, no. it was like, the episode came out, and then the next day they were already talking about it. It was not like Endgame, where everyone, no. like to this day, like if people haven't seen Endgame, they still yell at me for talking about it. And I'm like, and get think, over yourself. And I think that's
2: just because, like, I was respectful with my spoilers, but also it's on like TV, it's on streaming. So it's much Mm -hmm. easier to access than Avengers is in a theater Mm -hmm. right now. Mm -hmm. So I think that's one of the main reasons still don't agree with it. But again, I'm all for a show ending when it should, but they seriously could have made an entire other season out of this. It was so incredibly rushed from the end, the ending of the night King, to Danny's turn to the Mad Queen, which I am all for Mad Queen Danny. I am okay, with, because her words from season two have been, I will take what is mine with fire and blood. I was watching some review show, and I can't remember for the life of me, but they said Danny's turn to the Mad Queen had been foreshadowed since day one but foreshadowing is not the same thing as character development, and this season lacked a lot of character well, development.
0: Well, and 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 this is and this is where, if you, if if I may, this is where I would like to jump in because, as a book reader, right, of of Game of Thrones, and I and I know I'm I'm gonna sound like a real hipster right now, be like, I knew about Game of Thrones, but before everybody, um. <laughs> well, I did, right? And and in the books, they talk a lot more about these different characters. The nice thing about the books is that they're always written from, like, one person's point of view. Mm-hmm. So yes. that's all you ever know about, you know? Like, when Bran uh, sees Cersei and Jamie, mm-hmm. right, he doesn't know what's happening. And you really have to, like, read that chapter a few times before you're like... Oh, that's what they were doing.
2: Yeah. And
0: that's the beauty and that's the beauty <laughs> of the books, right? Um it always like there was always this sense of like if you get a certain person's chapter, right? You're going to number 1, he's going to make you sympathize with them. Yeah. And I will never forget cuz a lot of people were like I hate Cersei, I hate Cersei. I freaking love Cersei. And I'll tell you why because they finally did her chapter. Like she had like five chapters in Dance of Dragons. She might have had more. Um, but she had five, she had at least five chapters I believe. Uh the stuff that she had to put up with and just her like how she views being queen regent and all this other stuff. It was it was incredible and i sat there and i was like and i got mad about the tv shows and this is why i never watched the watch the show is because i was like you are leaving so much out because george r, r. martin hasn't finished the books mm-hmm. and in preparation of his you know death whenever it might happen which you know lord Spare's life might happen tomorrow even yeah uh he told them like Here's the gist of how this series ends.
2: They got the gist.
0: But right, not the jury. But Obviously. Exactly. And that's and that's what I feel like a lot of casual fans, I feel like that's what they're they're missing. Because I yep. talked to some I was listening to the radio uh yesterday, right? And everybody on the radio station didn't know that George R. R. Martin told them the ending. Like oh, that's yeah. how it's supposed to end. But what they didn't know was that he hasn't finished the books. So what they got was like, these are his notes, essentially. Yeah. That's what you've got to watch. Be- and that's, that's not enough. And
2: it feels like this whole season has felt like a cliff note version. Mm-hmm. Because
0: mm-hmm.
2: people's turns happened so fast.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Everything happened so quickly. And the way that some characters ended up, like, again... It's been out for a few weeks. If you don't know this by now, hit pause for about five minutes, then come back. Bran did nothing this entire season. He did nothing. He sat in a chair and said, I'm going to go now. Cool. Let's make him a king. I mean, (laughs) part of me, I get it. He's all knowing he is the best to help with the kingdom because he is a true neutral but if you think about it the same way, he is all knowing, so that means he knew that all those people in King Landings in King's Landing was gonna die. He knew that Danny was gonna, you know, follow in her father's footsteps and be go cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. And he did nothing. He d- he showed up knowing he would become king after all this. He was like, Why do you think I came all this way? So, yay, it's, now I feel like it's kind of like a Darth Jar Jar theory where it's Darth Bran. I just, but it did, nothing was earned. Nothing was earned this season. And I feel so bad because I love these actors and the actors did an amazing job with what they were given. They weren't given much, but they did a bang up job. I just wish we'd gotten a bit more time to develop everything that happened. And this doesn't ruin the show for me. Everybody's saying, oh, Game of Thrones is ruined now. No, one bad, bad season does not a bad show make. And I think people need to calm down about that. Game of Thrones is not ruined it just had a off-season. It didn't end on a good note, but it still had a lot of good notes along the way. Also, I'm still salty. We never saw Lady Stoneheart.
1: <laughs> well, you know, I, I've been hearing um, a lot about the rush nature of the season. Uh, and didn't they, like, take two years to make it? Yes!
2: They took two years to make it! Yeah. We've been waiting two years!
1: See, like, okay, like, I've seen all the memes, and the two things that really jump out at me, of course, are the, you know, it took them two years to put together, and then they had, you know, the uh, Starbucks cup in one shot, and then a water bottle in another shot. Hey,
2: there was a pickup truck last season.
0: A what? Yeah. (laughs) I did not know this. Well, again, remember, they were most likely stalling for time thinking that George R. Martin was going to write more. No. And he he never did. And and a lot of people are speculating that he never had any intention of doing that. Do, uh, did you guys ever hear about um, a manga called Full Metal Alchemist? Yeah. Yes. So Full Metal Alchemist, did you guys know when that anime came out, the manga wasn't done? Hmm. So what they did was they finished the series. Mm-hmm. And it was crap. It was horrible. Mm-hmm. Then they finished the manga or the manga, however you want to pronounce it, um, however you were raised, potato, and
2: potato potato,
0: right? And then they created Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, which is far superior. And that is what I think is going to end up happening uh, with this is that Game of Thrones will, like, the series is done. He's going to now finish the books. People are going to get kind of, like, a more satisfying ending because, guess what, you omitted characters like Lady Stoneheart, right and you're going to introduce those characters people are going to think it's new it's fresh this is in response to the horrible last season we're going to now re-release the entire series but we're going to revamp it we're going to do everything we're going to follow the books quote unquote even though they're not going to change anything it's still going to be the exact same thing you watch different actors but it's going to be the exact same thing only this time the ending is going to be different and guess what you're selling. you're selling you're selling you're selling you know
2: well you can't forget they, they have three spin-off shows in the works
0: and what? none of them
2: are the Battle of the Usurpers that's what I want to see I want to see like a mini-series about the Battle of the Usurpers
0: I just want the books to be finished
2: do you think that's ever going to happen <laughs> I love how George Cameron was like yeah I got a new book coming out I know what you guys want I know I've been hearing you guys here it is A History of the Targaryens
1: Okay, okay, so do they ever actually reveal uh, the identity of the Night King?
2: Not really, like, they just said, oh, he was some dude who the Children of the Forest screwed over, and now he's a villain, and now the Children of the Forest and the First Men have to, like, work together. They never really say who he is, though. There was a lot of theories that ran. Was gonna go back in time, and that he was actually the Night King. Also, does this make does Arya killing the Night King make Arya a High? Because nothing has led to believe that she's gonna be a High. Even though in the show they never say Zora High, they always say the Prince that was promised. I don't they they, they like, forgot a lot. I, they also forgot that like Arya could you know change her face this season. That never happened.
0: Again. I again, I just feel like this is this is a full metal alchemist type deal where we are just going to get Game of Thrones 2 again. Mm-hmm. And this time they're going to show, like, it'll be after he finishes the books. Yep. And he will make more money yep. because of it.
2: I will say the one thing, the one thing I am super on board with and I am super okay with this season and I thought was earned Queen of the North. Sansa Stark, Queen of the North.
0: Yes. Meh. No. Meh. I'm okay with this. I'm sorry. I just, again, I just feel like Sansa's story is even screwed up because she's not, she didn't go to Ramsay Bolton.
2: No, I know. That was some it's other girl. Jeanne. Yeah. Yeah,
0: it was, it was Jeanne.
2: But I and felt like And I feel like, like you that's... use
0: Sansa and it's like, you didn't have to. You could have kept it with Jeanne and she would have still been, Sansa would have still been a more sympathetic character. She would probably been even more sympathetic. Because her her story arc is so much better,
2: but again, for what we got in the show,
0: boo! This is why I don't watch the show. The show's horrible.
2: Anyways, well, the yeah, show is it. over now. Yeah, I said it. The show is over now.
0: Thank God. You know, a show's not over now. Outlander. <laughs>
2: Day. Guys, the day we're recording this is June 1st, and June 1st is technically Outlander Day. So guys, happy Outlander Day. Just yeah. we play.
1: Oh. Happy, Outlander, happy day. Day, day, <laughs> Outlander Day. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited. Oh, Lindley's like
0: <laughs> Lily's like, I need more female energy here.
2: <laughs> no one gets it. No one understands. Dan's me hey Lori guys
0: we're gonna do our (laughs) Netflix picks um where and for those of you who don't know Netflix picks is where we uh just sit around and we talk about what we have seen on basically any streaming service whatsoever um in hopes that you guys the audience um or even ourselves uh, might find something new to watch on Netflix or Amazon Prime, or Hulu, or or Crunchyroll, um, or anything really, um, except for uh, except for DC Universe, which um, just special shout out. None of us have it, but I am really tempted to get that free trial for Swamp Thing, Swamp that- Thing and Doom Patrol. They look. Awesome.
2: I I, I heard those
0: are the two shows to watch.
2: I need to watch Doom Patrol mostly because Brendan Fraser makes yeah. a comeback in it, and I miss I miss him.
0: I hear he's Where's hilarious. He? I hear that yeah, too. I hear he does a and good I'm job. so
2: happy. I'm so happy for Brendan Fraser. I mean, but Brendan Fraser I to me nothing. always. Well,
0: I mean, we, 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 we talked about we talked about him last episode, but like he's he's a national treasure. He's up there with Michael Pena. in my in my oh
2: yeah both
0: national treasures we must protect them (laughs) but Outlander um, Outlander
2: yes so if for those of you who don't know that's this is my Netflix picks because I haven't gotten to watch a lot of new things it's it's kind of been a crazy month for for good and for bad for me but besides nailed it season three that I've been getting through Outlander, a show that I very much love. the first two seasons are now on Netflix. So those are my Netflix picks. and Marcus has been watching and I'm I'm so when you told me you were watching Outlander, I was so surprised. I never thought this would be a show you would even bother with. what what, what made you what made you watch it? besides Why you- me? Not shutting up
0: about it. I mean, there was that, but I mean, also, I mean, I like I mean, I like period dramas. I don't like period drama movies. Period drama movies to me, are kind of a waste of time. But a period drama TV show where you can talk about a lot of things, especially in a time period that is not uh, I'm trying to think um my history nerd side is showing um anything before colonial america mm-hmm. is super interesting to me um just because it i mean it's just i mean it's just a different time the culture is so different everything is very uh unique it's not bland or like watered down or you know it's it's like you know we we want a certain group to be like these are the heroes and these are the bad guys mm-hmm. um it's just nice to it's nice to see a, a time period um, that is before Colonial America um, that I feel like doesn't get a lot of attention. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's and it's something that I am not quite as familiar with. Yeah. Um, so to watch it is, again, again, to me it's it's very fascinating. Um, now for for me watching Outlander, Um, I'm enjoying it. I really am. I think it's a good, I think it's a good, solid show. Uh, I was very i was very surprised at the amount of sexuality in it not that and, and i say that well I don't it is people on think, stars he like, doesn't like, watch movies with like nudity <laughs> like calm down like i think nymphomaniac is a pretty good movie if you haven't seen it Nip, um, of, but... all of, movies, <laughs> of all
2: the movies you choose them you choose nymphomaniac
1: Hey. Lars von
2: Schreier. I'm sorry, L- yeah, I'm not a Lars von L- Trier fan. <laughs> after he came out and said he understood where Hitler was coming from,
0: yeah. Then, then I stopped. Then I stopped uh, yeah, <laughs> promoting yeah, that movie as yeah, much. Yeah, yeah, probably, probably, But anyways, <laughs> but Outlander, but Outlander, right? So I'm watching, and I was like, this is. I'm like, I was, I was kind of, sh- I was kind of surprised because to me, when I went into it, I was honestly expecting something a la like Downton Abbey.
2: Oh, um, I, okay. You know,
0: it was kind of like, like here's going to be the culture, and you know, we're going to get to see a couple of things, and it's going to be a lot of like, kind of just like very plain, you know, kind of daily drama, you know, like Save like for PBS, yeah. right? Um, but then I was surprised at like the violence and the sexuality of it, and um, and I was and I was more intrigued because I was like I was like okay all right this is going to be something that's a bit more mature um mm-hmm. which again I feel like a lot of people stay away from when it comes to uh period dramas yeah I feel like they don't shy away from like... it no and I like that because you know and if you if you pay attention to a lot of period dramas a lot of them are kind of watered down you know yes. like they don't talk about a lot of the issues that would have been prevalent during that time um and i like that they are not afraid to talk about it um i never feel like any sort of amount of sexuality whether it is um consensual or non-consensual i never feel like it is um it doesn't serve the story you know what i mean we talked about game of thrones earlier and one of my one of my biggest issues with the TV show was all the sex that was in it. And again, I'm not being a prude. I just read the books and for me in the books, whenever there was a sex scene, there was a point to it. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yes. Like there was like yes. you could tell like there was like this is to show Ned and Catelyn love each other. You know, yeah. and that this is their last time yeah. being together for a very long time as husband and wife. You know, yeah. when Jon Snow and Ygritte, when they when they finally have sex, again, it's like they net they the whole they're like chapters and chapters and chapters where there's this like very clear tension between them, and then when they do have sex, it's very it's it's very descriptive, you know what yeah. I mean? But it's not done as a it's like a pornographic way. It's done as you know like these to are two serve people, the story. right? Um, and that's what I felt like at the very, in the very first episode of Outlander, that's what I got. I was like, these two love each other so much and that, yeah. and they haven't been around each other for no, so long. No, they've been apart for, and they they've just been apart do for the five na- years do the nasty. because of war. Right. You know, they want to do the nasty and that's, <laughs>
2: as, that's, as my mom likes to say,
0: hey, that's okay.
2: As my mom likes to say. They did the nasty in the nasty when they're when they're in the cast the the ruins of <laughs> Castle Leo I watching yeah. watching the first episode of Outlander because my mom she she's a big period drama fan especially when it comes to TV shows like you were saying Marcus she is obsessed with Downton Abbey and I love her for it I'm so oh, happy that it. she so has elegant. found period dramas in her life and so I've been. I tried to get her to watch Outlander once before it was on Netflix, and her commentary is fantastic. Mm. She was asking like, "When are there going to be time machines? When are they going to get into the time machines?" Did she just get sucked into a rock? (laughs) It's great, and Mm. I love her so much. So, and I I definitely agree with you, and as you continue to watch Outlander, there are still scenes like that, but they affect the characters, not just in one episode, but stuff that happens, like we were talking about, it haunts characters, and it continues to haunt them throughout Their entire season. And there are such good arcs about people overcoming things like this, not just with Mm -hmm. um, Claire, but with Jamie and other characters that you meet going along in the series. And it has some great characters. It's not just, oh, it's that sexy kilt show. No, there are some really Mm -hmm. great characters. Mm -hmm. It brings up a point of history that. Maybe not a lot of people knew. I didn't know anything about the Jacobite uprisings before Outlander. When I thought Scotland, I'm thinking Mel Gibson, Braveheart, Freedom. There's such a mm-hmm. interesting history behind this.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and it's,
2: and it's great. And the scene, the scenery where they actually shoot in Scotland is beautiful. The costumes are amazing and yeah. And there are characters where you're talking about not every character is black and white. You don't have just your yeah. villain. You don't have just your hero or your heroine. People flip flop in this show.
0: Yeah. Which again is very is very nice to, to see as well within the show. Mm-hmm. Um that it isn't that isn't just black and white, and I feel like again, um, I feel like we romanticize uh, the past so much that mm-hmm. we forget that we we are living in a time that's not great, but it's leaps and bounds from what how society used to be, um, and yeah. that people and that people fought for lots of different freedoms, for lots of different um, sides of equality, um, even today as we enter, shout out to Pride Month, um, even today. Um, and I feel like it's important for us, especially in a period drama, I feel like it's important to to point that stuff out. Yeah. You know, because I mean, again, I feel like it just, it will help us remember that we need to keep fighting for those yeah. freedoms. Agreed. Um, Stephen, you have you have a period drama yourself that you've been watching. Yes, I have. Want to tell us about it?
1: Yes, if you want to laugh your ass off, y'all Language. need to check out Dairy Girls.
2: Now, I've Stephen, <laughs> I've heard about Dairy Girls. What is it about?
1: Okay, so it's set in nineteen uh, nineties. I want to say maybe early nineties, um, Northern Ireland. So the, um, the unrest and the political tensions of the time are kind of like the backdrop of it. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's all about these high school girls at a Catholic school. Um, basically it's about the shenanigans they always get into. (laughs) Um, and as a, as a (laughs) like, okay, you see a lot of tv shows that like to you know exploit teenage drama um and make like whole storylines about it this is just flat out hilarious like they get into so many ridiculous situations um like for one i'll, I'll just kind of explain the plot of one episode um in one episode they want to get out of exams and uh, their dog just died but then uh, the girl sees a um sees a dog that looks just like her dog that she thought was dead so they chase it into like this uh church um and while she hunts down the dog the other girls are like praying to get out of exams and the <laughs> they they pray to a um they pray to a the virgin mary statue and um they're like oh my god Mary's crying and they see like tears coming out of Mary's eyes meanwhile the other girl is upstairs hunting the dog down and the dog is taking a whiz on the floor and so (laughs) they they pull off this whole con about how (laughs) the virgin Mary cried and they fool everyone except for like the um, uh, I guess the nun running their school she's always like she's like so hilarious too she's like please if anyone has any anxiety about (laughs) tests don't come to me talk about it I don't want to hear it. And then she
0: just walks away.
1: <laughs> <laughs> She's awesome. And then the girls are like, y- you find like new ways <laughs> to uh, use profanity too. They're like, oh my God, it wasn't even real. It was a dog taking a piss. <laughs> oh my gosh. I, I'm not doing the show justice to explain it, but like seriously, there's only six episodes. Watch it, it'll change your life. Is are it a they, Netflix um, original? How
0: long are the episodes?
1: It is on Netflix. There are six episodes.
0: How long are they, Stephen?
1: Half hour each, just about. A little less That's than half hour. hour. Gotcha. I was able to binge the whole show in one night. It's really good.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. You know, uh, Netflix uh, kind of, this is kind of like an honorable mention. I kind of forgot to add it. Netflix has been doing a lot of these smaller um smaller series that are only like six episodes or whatever um, and some of their series are only like 15 minutes long um, there's like a there's a series that I I binged for like it was like a half hour long um, the entire series it was called Bonding. Did you guys ever see that?
2: Oh um, is this about the Dominatrix?
0: Yes
2: I tried
0: it, I, I thought it was so funny I was like this I'm like this show is it felt like um, friends from college for me
2: oh that might be why mm-hmm. I didn't like friends from college oh uh, see I but like I tried with like bonding like it's a really interesting yeah. concept but yeah. I felt like some of it was just too gross if you know yeah. that's the first oh, episode yeah. seemed something about <laughs> that's what I'm just like nope <laughs>
0: it's it's like the uh, it's like the first episode of um Black Mirror. If you can get past it, even you can, you can <laughs> if... you're, you're in. But if you can't get past that first episode, this might not be for you. Which you scares might go... me because
2: I've seen all of Black Mirror, but I couldn't get through that.
0: Getting... Oh, you couldn't. Oh, did you not? Did you not finish episode one?
2: I I got to... no. I finished episode one, but I haven't watched it since.
0: Oh, that's oh that. Oh, you're saying that's why you couldn't get to the rest of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I nice. just
1: want to thank y'all. Um, I totally blocked episode one from memory and y'all brought it back up
0: you're welcome
2: you're so you haven't
0: seen uh if you haven't seen episode one of black mirror uh you need to first off watch the entire series because it's fantastic um and the new season is about to come out um but episode one let me tell you it is a uh it is a doozy (laughs) it is it's definitely a doozy um but anyway, speaking of speaking of movies that may not be for everybody, I got a chance to watch a Netflix original movie. Um I had two choices. I had this one, um, and then I had another movie called Um The Way They See Us. Did mm-hmm. you guys see that trailer yet?
2: I've yes, I've uh, seen nope. the trailer for it. About the Central Park Five? Or Yes.
0: Some. I um I, it looks it looks very fascinating to me and I I'm really excited to watch it. Um, I feel like I'm gonna cry when I watch it, but I feel like it's gonna be so good. There's a lot of great actors in it. Um, but I got a chance to watch um Ali Wong's rom-com called "Always Be My Maybe."
2: Is that out Al- already?
0: It is out, and let me tell you something. Number one, it is making the rounds on the internet as far as um, people are very invested in this movie. Um but it is I, I'm not a big rom-com fan fan. I the the one rom-com that I really love is uh Crazy Stupid Love. Seriously? Like that, like Wedding th- Crashers, that those are my those are my those are the rom coms that I like um so always be my maybe first off the soundtrack got me it was like i was waking i woke up in the morning you know how when you you know when you wake up you don't um, automatically like start running around of course you got to get online and that was the trailer that popped up my news feed and i was like randall park love that guy gotta watch this (laughs) and then it was like keanu reeves what I just saw John Wick Chapter 3. Of course I got to watch this. Um, When did Keanu
2: Reeves become such a treasure? I don't uh, understand.
0: Keanu Reeves, I think he became a treasure after John Wick. Okay. I think, because that's when I started noticing that everybody was talking about Keanu Reeves, because, you know, he had to kill all his people because they killed his dog. Um, So he (laughs) must be protected. Uh, So (laughs) dog lovers must be protected. (laughs) Um so anyways but uh Ali Wong like I'm I know she's a comedian I haven't listened to any of her stand up but let me tell you something I I'm definitely going to be keeping an eye on her I definitely want to watch her stand up special this was hysterical I I it's it's very cheesy let me tell you it's it's a rom-com to its to the max um it almost feels like a poor man's crazy rich Asians you know, it's like, okay, you you couldn't afford to go to the movies to go see Crazy Rich Asians, so let's go watch Always Be My Maybe. Um, but it is, guys, it's so much fun. Um, the fact that it is an all Asian cast, um, and has LGBTQ uh representation in it, I was like, this just, just feels like like a movie <laughs> that you know, we should be talking about, not just on Popcorn Prattle, but, like, everywhere, um, because it does, it does follow those tropes, but the fact that it is this different ethnicity, it definitely has, like, a fresh feel to it, um, Randall Park and Ali Wong, they are so cute, so the, the premise of the story, for those of you who don't know, the premise of the story is these two, uh, best friends, um, Go through like their childhood, and they're always like very close and whatnot. And one day, the um, Randall Parks uh, characters' mother dies, mm-hmm. and so you know she Ali Wong takes him out, and they're like they're like in the car, and they're listening to some D'Angelo um, because they're very into '90s hip hop. Mm-hmm. Like that's their big thing. Um, so it's a very so if you love '90s hip hop, this is your this is your movie. This is your jam. You're gonna love the soundtrack. And so then they decide that they're gonna have sex in the back of his old corolla, a 1998 Corolla. And then they have like this awkward moment in the Burger King. and then he basically like is an, an a-hole to her. And so she goes off and she becomes this like rich, famous uh, chef, and he basically just stays in San Francisco and takes care of his dad. Um, and it's kind of this uh, this whole, like, let's try and, like, get them together. But, you know, like, he's afraid and she's like, like come on, be a ma- be the man that I know you can be. And he's like, no, I just need to be here with my dad. Um, you can obviously guess how it ends, obviously. But one of the standouts of this movie is an exaggerated form of Keanu Reeves. Like, Keanu Reeves plays himself hmm He's not, like, a different guy. He's oh, Keanu he just plays
2: Keanu Reeves.
0: Right. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and when he comes out, he <laughs> it's in slow motion. And so Randall Park's like, your boyfriend's Keanu Reeves? <laughs> and he's like, and so then, like, they go to this fancy, like, new age restaurant, and they're like, they're like, um... They're like, here's uh, some fish flakes. Like we feed it to the fish. And then Randall Park's like, so you're feeding us fish food? No, it's fish flakes. We feed it to the fish. He's like, yeah, fish food. You're feeding us fish food. <laughs> and there's a part. <laughs> I don't. I don't. Want, I don't. Oh, I. I hate. I hate that I'm giving this away. I, I don't want to, but I have to. I have talked about this. There's a part. Where Keanu Reeves, like, Keanu Reeves orders, um, he's like, what's the special for the day? And he's like, the waiter's like, it's filet mignon. But when we give you the filet mignon, we're also going to put headphones on you so that you can hear the cow that you're eating as you're eating it. It's kind of a uh, circle of life type deal. (laughs) And they, as they're eating, as they're eating their food, they're listening to these cows moo. And Keanu Reeves is like, he's eating his, he's like, he's waiting to eat his steak. He's just sipping his wine. And he starts crying. He looks up in the sky. He's like, I'm sorry. And then he begins to eat. (laughs) Basically, if you hate the super rich, um, if you hate (laughs) hipsters, if you love 90s hip hop, um, and you just, you just want to watch a movie that makes you feel good. Watch Always Be My Maybe. No. Yeah. This was a movie like I, like guys, I, audience, I've had a bad couple of days and this movie made me, like, pour yourself a glass of wine, okay? If it's hot, turn on the AC and then if you got a honey snuggle up with your honey, alright? And then watch, watch Always Be My Maybe. And then maybe listen to some Mariah Carey afterwards. Also, Randall Park raps and it's Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> he does like an old school, like, like uh, Run DMC style raps, and it is hilarious. And he has the the oh, and the end credits is a song called "I Punch Keanu Reeves." <laughs> 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 if I haven't sold you on it, I've, I've I'm I'm horrible. <laughs> oh my gosh! Um, Audible mention guys, before we before we close out Netflix Picks, um, honorable mention if you are looking for a good anime because um, you know me, I like to throw in some animes every once in a while uh, Attack on Titan Season 3 is out on Crunchyroll just watch the latest episode um, if you don't know what Attack on Titan is, basically it's a post-apocalyptic world where there's like these giant like humanoid beasts called Titans who effectively are wiping out humanity and it is one kid's job um, who can turn into a titan it's like his job and a whole group of others to try and stop them and save the last little corner of humanity and let me tell you something it it gets very graphic and i was bawling my eyes out because one of the main characters died i'm not gonna say who uh, but if you love a good anime and you love you just and you like old school anime art styles especially um this one definitely pays homage to a lot of it um and the story's great a little slow at times but still a solid anime great if you're just now getting into anime as well
2: mm, nice
0: yes um guys we are going to take a a little bit of a breather after our netflix picks um we're gonna let you hear a little bit from a new podcast that you can be exposed to and when we come back don't worry we haven't forgotten about you rob pat or rob bat as we should call you guys it's gonna be go home dc you're drunk stay tuned Hey, Sasha.
2: Hey, Courtney. Where can you get hot takes about ghosts, cryptids, farts, and cats? I don't know. Where? On our podcast, Spoop Hour. Oh, that's right. Each week, we talk about the things that spook us out, and we laugh through our fear. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Spoop Hour, and you can listen to our podcast on iTunes, Podbean, or really anywhere else that you get your podcasts. Feel free to also drop us a line at SpoopHour at gmail.com. We want to hear about your ghosts. Thanks.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, at this time I need to announce its last, last call, call at, at the, the bar. bar. Oh! Go home, DC. You're drunk. Got Patron in my cup. Uh, play 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 I got that goose in my cup. Uh, Patron rolling up. In the sea, got me drunk. Party people in the club. Hey, bottles up. Show them bottles up 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 So guys Yes uh, So Edward Cullen Is officially Batman There was that rumors is. There was rumors there was it was a rumor that he was going to be batman we talked about it in the group and then it came out someone uh, pointed out that he wasn't confirmed it was between him and uh oh nicholas Holt. holt him yeah nicholas holt was the other person running for batman and robert pattinson won and now he is going to be in Matt Reeves, um, director of uh, the *Planet of the Apes* movies. Um, he is going to be the new Batman slash Bruce Wayne. Um, mm. How do we feel about this? As Batman's number one fan, I have words, but we're gonna wait. What do you mm-hmm. guys think, Steven? What do you think? You've you've been quiet
1: ah uh, you know what if you would asked me this and told me this like a year ago i probably would have been like him edward sparkly vampire sparkle sparkle mm-hmm. that's what i would have said mm-hmm. but I, I i'm a little wiser and more mature than i was a year ago at the tender age of 29 um Robert Pattinson has been cast in Christopher Nolan's next movie, which all we know is it's called Tenant. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if Chris Nolan sees something there, you know, hashtag NolanWeTrust. Um, but it reminded me of something else. When Michael Keaton was originally cast as Batman, um, fans threw an uproar and this was before the internet days Uh um this was back in 88 people were in an uproar that you know the guy from mr mom was going to play batman (laughs) so they threw all these petitions and they wanted to have tim burton cast out of hollywood and you know all these ridiculous things like the fact that they got that level of coordination before the internet is astounding (laughs) Mm. Um, but they had completely, I guess, overlooked Beetlejuice in terms of how versatile Michael Keaton could be. Mm. Um, and what do you know, to this day, most people consider him to have been the best Batman, uh, or at least Bruce Wayne. Um, and then, and then, um, there were serious doubts about, you know, Ben Affleck as Batman, I I personally had those doubts because I didn't like him as Daredevil. But if I was being absolutely honest, he was easily the best thing just about of Batman versus Superman in terms absolutely. of casting and just getting the part right. Now, yeah. that's that's not I'm, I'm not saying I'm not giving the writing a pass. The writing screwed him up completely. But yeah. he did a good job anyways. Yes. So, I'm hesitant to start saying, like, oh, Robert Pattinson's going to be a terrible Batman. Um, I'm going to have to wait and see, honestly, because I think it's possible he could pull it off.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Um, Having seen him in other things, he can definitely bring the emotion, I guess, Mm
0: -hmm. uh, is what Mm -hmm. I'm trying to
1: say. So, I don't know. It might be interesting. Could be a total dumpster fire, but we'll see. We shall see.
0: Lindley, what about you?
1: I'm not upset
2: about it. He's Um. not, he wouldn't be my choice. If we, we've talked about this and Marcus, I got you on board the Sam Hewen train for Batman, but.
0: And after watching Outlander, I can definitely see it even more.
2: Yeah. I, Which now I'm okay with him not being Batman, because now he's going to be a strong contender for the next Bond. If Idris Elba can't play Bond, then, you know, hashtag make Bond Scottish again. I don't know. But anyways. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. I'm not upset about the news. Again, he's not my choice. And I think a lot of the people who are upset about it, they're only thinking of him like, "Oh, he's from Twilight. He's done right, other things right. besides yes. Twilight." And he's shown through doing these indie films that he's a competent actor. So mm-hmm. I'm trying not to judge. Mm-hmm. Of this, I think, I'm gonna give him a shot. Because he's not just yeah. Edward Cullen. He's a pretty good actor, and I think if he is dedicated yeah. enough, I think I just need to see where they're going to take this Batman. That's going to be the deciding yes. factor. Is this going to be a sort of year one Batman? Are we still doing the old Batman thing? In which, at that case, that doesn't make much sense. I just have to say I'm 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 okay from, with From it.
0: what From what from what my understanding is um the Matt Reeves story so the Batman is what it's officially called the Batman is going to be an early days Batman early in his career and it's going to be more of a detective film now okay. with that in mind He might be the best choice because Nicholas Holt can definitely be the action guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he could definitely, like, in matter of fact, after I heard it was Nicholas Holt was up for it, I was like, I could see that. That one might be really good. But if you're going the route of Robert Pattinson, then maybe that is because you're not doing a Batman. That is going to be doing a, a whole lot of kung fu, which is fine. Because we've seen that Batman. And we we enjoy that Batman. But also at the same time, and I and we've said this before in the show, you know, Batman could, you know, Steven has said multiple times maybe it's time we reboot Batman. We just like give him a break for a bit. And then like when we miss him, then bring him back. Well, if this is a completely different take on Batman, maybe that's enough. Maybe you don't need to do like a like a hard like let's not have our biggest you know money maker for ten years let's just br- let's bring him out now, you know with a new kind of I- a- idea with him um so personally i I do think it is still too early to call, and I'm gonna read from. Uh, our Twitter page um, because I put a poll out when it came when the news broke Um, I said we want to know what you think about Robert Pattinson as the new Batman and I said that we would read the responses on the next episode 27% said they love it 13% said they hated it Mm -hmm. and 60% said it was too early to call which I feel is very it's a very mature Mm -hmm. response um, yeah. I think that that is. I think that's the route that we need to go with Agreed. this. Is that Robert Pattinson? You know, he's he's got the acting chops. You're right, Lily. He's not just Edward Cullen. You know, mm-hmm. um, in the same way that I'm trying to think of somebody from the MCU that was. Oh, uh, Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt yeah. is not just Andy Andy Dwyer. No. You know. Like he's shown like he has range, he has depth, he's done other movies where he's not the you know the dumb fat guy yeah. um so i mean we'll we we'll definitely have to see we'll definitely have to check it out it does make the Batman a little bit more exciting to me and get this and because I, I wanted to hear you guys' opinions real quick there's gonna be two villains featured in the movie. Uh, Catwoman and the Penguin. Mm. The so the Batman is going to feature two, uh, canon two villains from Batman's Rose gallery: Catwoman and the Penguin.
1: So wait, is this just going to be a a remake of Batman Returns?
0: Well, no, because the because Bat- they're not like apparently not the, the Penguin's story. not a big villain. Right. It's not about the penguin. He's just I in gotcha. It. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. gotcha. Okay. Uh, who... Uh, this would be... I want... Because I'm interested to see who what your picks would be. Since we got Batman wrong, let's see if we can get Catwoman and Penguin right. Who would you guys cast as Catwoman and or the Penguin?
1: Mm-hmm. Hmm. Um... Okay, I have a pick for Catwoman.
0: Okay, who's your pick for Catwoman?
1: Kirsten Dunst.
2: No.
0: I could see it.
1: I I could see it too. I I, I I think it like and I wouldn't want it written badly. I I want it to be like a, a character with a lot of emotional depth. I think she could do it.
0: Like uh, the Michelle Pfeiffer one
1: sort of but like obviously take more from the comics i would say and um uh, well, of
0: course play play
1: off that foil nature with batman too um gosh i'm really i'm really <laughs> like like part of me really wants to say for the penguin mm-hmm. uh <laughs> danny devito but um obviously i think maybe someone else should give it a go
0: I mean he is your definitive penguin. Yeah. Yeah <laughs> <laughs> I mean he's great.
1: <laughs> like like Bob Hoskins could have done it, but he, he's oh, passed man. on, sadly. Yeah. Um and he would have been I, great. Yeah. So I, I, I don't know. I'm kind of at a loss for
0: that one. Loonly, what about you?
2: I honestly don't know. I'm trying mm. I'll I may think of someone later and post about mm. it, but Honestly, I have no clue.
0: I, for my Catwoman, this is off the top of my head too. This is I haven't I haven't thought about this. I kind of sprung it up on myself as well. Uh, Sophia Boutia, Boutia.
2: Okay, I can see it. Sophia Butella.
0: Buttella, there you go. Thank you. I would cast her as Catwoman. I could see that. I think that Kingsman, I think she proved, like, she can definitely, she could definitely move. She could definitely give you, like, a very good action scene. I think that that's a, if you follow the MCU's route of, let's take a relatively smaller actor and let's elevate them, Mm -hmm. Sophia's the one you do it with.
2: Yeah. I can see
0: that. Just... Looking at this list of male actors that I, I said, male actors, show me them. <laughs> uh The first one that I thought that I think might do really well. And it's a wild, it's a wild shot, but I go with me on this. Robert De Niro.
2: No, I think he would do it too comically.
0: I I think that, but I think that's what you do. I think that's what you do with the penguin. I think you make the <gasps> penguin kind of like this comical esque gunrunner because I mean he can I mean Robert Neo in recent I, I years he's done the comedy see that yeah yeah but he's I mean he got his start with the mob films yeah so he would give you and he's older like he would give you that like that old school mob feel. Which I feel like the the most more recent Batman films. That's what they've been lacking.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: I you don't get the present. You don't get the presence of the mob, and you need you need like that mob actor to really bring that home. Or Robert De Niro as like Falcone or something.
2: Yeah, I can see. He Falcone needs to be more. in the Batman
0: films. Is what I'm okay. saying. <laughs> I think,
2: I, I, okay, I've thought of someone.
0: Okay, for Catwoman.
2: And we're going to talk about this person later on in the show. But I wouldn't mind seeing Naomi Scott.
0: Hmm.
2: Yeah. I could see it because she's got the action. She's done Power Rangers. So she can do acting. Right. She can do action. Again, we'll talk about this later, but I think she's got the acting. And. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: Yeah. I'd be okay with her as Catwoman. And for the Penguin, what about Jonah Hill? Because he's shown where he can do- Wait a minute
0: now. Wait a minute now. Now, if you're going to say that Robert De Niro is going to make it too comical, Jonah Hill's going to make it comical. I
2: don't think so. (sighs) We'll see
0: yeah
1: this is gonna be something i've got to think about more i think
2: yeah we we'll, you can't gets, just bring closer, this on us Marcus. i mean they're
0: gonna i mean undoubtedly they're going to announce who uh who those two are because they made a very big deal about there's two villains it's Catwoman and it's penguin they haven't casted either one yet so we will definitely have to stay tuned and figure out who it is um, I feel like it's going to be like Robert Pattinson, though. I think it's going to be someone that we're not even thinking about. Mm. And when we get there, when it finally gets revealed, we're going to be like, uh, oh, yeah, uh, I forgot they existed. <laughs> Either way, I'm excited. I feel <laughs> Gary like- Busey. <laughs>
1: Get out! <laughs> How am I doing nobody today, wants, Gary Busey? Get, you're doing get, good.
0: Nobody get wants Gary Busey here.
2: Out!
0: <laughs> leave
2: my presence immediately. Sweet
0: Jesus. Well, well, Linda, he can't leave just yet because I have got to hear what Stephen has to say about these latest trailers. Um, and let me tell you, this first trailer that we're going to talk about, it. Um, it definitely it definitely caught my attention. I'm definitely invested. Um I'm talking the Dark Crystal Age of Resistance. Uh Did you guys see the trailer? Yes. Yes, I did. Uh what did what did you guys think? I I really? was
2: intrigued. I was really intrigued. I love Jim right? Branson Um you know, I'm mm-hmm. a big Labyrinth fan. My phone case is Labyrinth. I love the Muppets. But I will say, I've never seen the Dark Crystal before. It's just when I was growing up, mm. that was never, none of the video stores had it. Like, I knew about it, but i never mm-hmm. seen it. But this trailer makes me want to go look up the original, see what it's all about, and get excited. Because it looks gorgeous. It looks absolutely gorgeous. Yes. We were talking about Outlander earlier. Katrina Balfe is going to be, she plays Claire Fraser in Outlander. She's going to be voicing one of the characters. So I'm I'm on board for that. And also it just, it looks stunning. And like it's the mm-hmm. puppetry work. It's actual puppets and not just CGI like everything is nowadays. Yes, I'm on board.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh Steven.
1: Well, um, yeah, Lindley, I got to agree with you. The uh, puppets uh, were really nice. Even though they were flying around in like CG worlds and whatnot, it was nice to see that they're actual puppets and not, you know, CGI. Because let's let's be real here. Usually when people try to revisit properties like that, they always make it like a a completely CGI affair now. And so it was really nice to see that. And yeah, yeah. I I actually did see the, um, it. I did see the Dark Crystal uh, when I was younger. Uh, my brothers really loved it. I think I might have been just a little too old for it. So while this doesn't look like something I will sit down and watch, I will mm. say it does look like it captures the spirit of what I remember of the movie. Um, Mm -hmm. and, uh, yeah.
0: Yeah. I'm almost certain I saw this movie, um, a very, 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 very long time ago, obviously. Um, I think it came on Disney, I want to say. Um, when Disney was still, like, yeah, before, before Disney original movies, um, (laughs) Disney used to show, like, they used to do, like, they used to just show, like, uh, almost basically like children's movies um and i'm almost certain that the dark crystal was one of them um and i just in my you know my childhood brain um i think i just equated it with like other movies that also looked like it um so it's all kind of a it all kind of blurs together with that and like felix the cat um (laughs) movie uh, if you guys remember that. That's yeah. also a dark movie.
1: Felix <laughs> the Cat. Run away from the flying hair monsters or whatever. I don't remember yeah. very well. Yeah, that wasn't I, a messed up movie.
0: <laughs> I, um, I definitely, uh, I was definitely intrigued by this movie. Um, Netflix, to me, is, and we talked about this last episode. Netflix, to me, is like, it, it feels like they are getting ready to like fight back. Against the fact that they're losing some of their movies to Disney plus yeah. and and I think that this and I and it's kind of like um it's kind of like wrestling um when in the early days of wrestling when uh WWE was going up against WCW competition is not a bad thing Mm-mm. competition means we the consumer get better products out of everybody we don't get complacency um and i think that's what we're seeing here we are seeing um that they are not going to be complacent they're like we are going to throw everything we've got at you um yes we are losing these we are losing some movies um we're losing some original tv shows but guess what we that does not mean that we are down and out we are netflix and we are here to stay um so in that regard i am excited the cast list looks amazing um you've got Taron Egerton, uh Anya Taylor-Joy, um you've got Naley Dormer, Dormer, uh Helen Bonham Carter, uh Mark Hamill is in this, Eddie Izzard's in this, Simon Pegg, Andy Samberg, Mark Strong, Alicia Vikander, uh Keegan Michael Michael Key is in this. There are so many people um that are in that are going to be in this uh TV series that um hey at least for the first season i think i'm gonna watch it just to see what it's all about and if it's crap it's crap and it gets canceled but if it's not um this might be a good show that people will be talking about that will make people um potentially subscribe i think that's what they're banking on so because it looks i mean it looks great i love the puppetry i love that it's actual I had to look it up because I was like are these real puppets or are these CGI and the, at the moment I saw they were real puppets I was like oh well Steven's gonna love this <laughs> <laughs> yep you know I was like I was like, this is right up his alley because you know it's because you're right a lot of times a lot of times people do default to using CGI when in reality it's like it is nothing wrong with an old school puppet there's a reason why it lasted for so long <laughs> So, yeah. So it's it's exciting. Um, And then the other trailer that came out is uh, Onward. Yeah, yeah. That's a trailer that came out. It Um, came out
2: and it is. I'm underwhelmed.
0: It's the first trailer. I'm equating it to. It's the first trailer.
2: Yeah. Is it
0: Pixar?
2: Um, Or is it Disney Pixar? Pixar.
0: it's, yeah, it is Pixar.
2: Because you know what.
0: Disney Pixar.
2: The onward font reminded me of? It looks exactly like the frozen font. Frozen? Yeah.
1: Yeah. It looked like the frozen font. Yeah. I was, I was yeah, really it does. Very that. much.
0: Which is like. But eh. But. Okay. It's
2: an interesting concept. The whole. These mythical creatures are in semi modern times. Um, but it didn't give us a lot of story, and I get it's a teaser. It didn't catch my eye. Like, mm. at
0: all. Yeah. It, felt- it feels like uh, sanitized bright.
1: yes i was gonna say the same thing as i was watching i was like oh my gosh do a movie with this basic premise and i was like it wasn't called bright yes that's exactly what i was thinking like a obviously a different kind of plot but it's the same basic concept and Mm -hmm. so i was just sitting there thinking like i i just i don't there's nothing in this trailer that's making me go i have to watch this Mm -hmm, you know mm -hmm. it's it's there's just nothing drawing me in, you know? No right. basic cons. It just seems like, you know, look at this world we can create. But that's not enough for me. The characters mm-hmm. looked kind of stock, I guess. Um, yeah. but I don't know.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I feel like kids will definitely flock to this. I think they'll find it very cute. Um parents will take their kids in big droves to go see it but ultimately i don't think i don't see this as a as a standout um pixar movie now i could be wrong i mean i'm i mean i mean guys we gotta remember we're getting older you know what i mean yeah like eventually these movies are not going to affect us that much anymore um and so maybe this is one of those movies, but then again, I just watched How to Train Your Dragon three the other day, and I was kind of digging it. Um, I love those movies anyway, but they're great s- movies. But still, they really—oh my god—they really are. Um, but it, I but haven't again, seen the
2: third like, one yet, but one and two are great.
0: Oh, you gotta you gotta watch it. It's so good. I think you'll like it'll make it'll make you cry though. Yeah, mm. it's good. Um, it's a definitely definitely good way to end it um but anyways anyways, but yeah, but onward is like ah i like I said I could be wrong um but I just don't feel this does not inspire confidence as I like to say mm,
1: this one does spark
0: not confidence. spark joy no no it does not
2: <laughs> thanks maria condo onwards
0: and upwards. <laughs> All right. Uh, guys. It is that time of the show. You know what time it is. Lindley, do you want to tell us what time it is?
2: No. I'm just kidding. It's main event time.
0: It's main event time. Okay, that was weird. Um, so... (laughs) So, we got, actually, we have two uh, spoiler-free reviews for you. We've got Godzilla, King of the Monsters, and then, of course, we have Aladdin. Um, Lindley got to see Aladdin. I got to see Godzilla. Steven got to see neither, but it's okay because...
1: He's going to see Godzilla. He's going to see Godzilla. <laughs> depending on I, what Marcus says here.
0: Yes, we well, already the audience, and and let's not and let's call it, let's not call his face. He knows what I'm gonna say because I told him about it immediately after the movie. But he's still gonna ask me questions. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's true. But, uh, Godzilla guys, um, yeah, it's great. It is honestly a good movie. Um, much much better than Godzilla. Um. I did not see Skull Island. I saw parts of it, and then I read like the Wikipedia um, synopsis of it. Ah. Because after CinemaSins Sins did their uh, did their review, I was like, mm, "This doesn't seem like a movie for me. I'm just gonna read the uh, I'm just gonna read the uh, synopsis, and it was exactly what I thought it was gonna be. I was un- that I definitely was underwhelmed by. And then I walked into King of Monsters. And it's very, very, very good. Mm. Um, the fights. All right. So first off, there's a lot more emphasis on the monsters. First and foremost,
2: mm-hmm.
0: the humans are there. And it's not like they're they're not props that just run around and scream whenever the monsters show up. There's still a story. Okay. Um Uh, so the main characters, um, they are, their child was killed in the first Godzilla attack in Los Angeles Mm -hmm. and they work for Monarch. And so basically the, the both parents kind of went off the deep end a little bit over obviously the death of their son. They still have a daughter and the daughter's kind of caught in the crossfires of it. Mm Mm-hmm. And you learn um, very early on that the um, that one of the main characters she has developed technology to communicate with the monsters, mm. and that of course is now being taken advantage of by a kind of like a uh, sinister organization.
2: There's that always one.
0: monarch. Yes, it is the Hydra to their shield. Um, they never give a name for them, so for the sake of this review, I'm gonna call them Hydra. Just so that we can be clear. Um, played by uh Papa Lannister.
2: Oh, Trust Dance.
0: Yeah, yeah. He's uh he is the main, he's the villain, he's the big bad. Um well actually he's not the big bad. The big bad is King uh King Ghidorah. And let me tell you something. Holy crap, you are terrified every time that thing comes on the screen. Oh
1: dear.
0: Yes. yes. I mean, he, like go see this movie on the biggest screen you can. Like I was I saw it with Dave and his wife, Kristen. Hey Dave, hey Kristen. Hi
2: Dave and Kristen.
0: Hi Dave and Kristen. I so I watched this. I watched we watched this in IMAX cuz Dave was like, "We got to see this in IMAX." And I was like, "Of course we are." Um when when King Ghidorah like spreads his wings and his three heads, it takes up the entire screen. Okay. and it's gorgeous. When Mothra, that scene where Mothra like like unfurls her wings and stuff, it's it's actually beautiful. Um it the fights between the monsters, there's a lot number one there's a lot more and number two they actually finish them. Oh. You know what I mean? Because in Godzilla, if you guys remember, it was a long time ago. But in Godzilla, remember they 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 would Godzilla would fight find the uh, Mutos, and then they would cut away to like now hu- yeah, yeah. now back to the human now back to humanity. Like here's what they're doing, and that was a yeah. big sticking point. Like people hated that for obvious reasons. Um, yeah. And in this one, not so much. In this one, they they finished the fight. And then they're like, okay, now let's decompress with the humans. And the humans are essentially there to be like, okay, audience, here's what happened. Here's why they fought. You know, like, they're they are telling us, like, you know, they're like, oh, it's over territory. It's over this. It's over that. Um, because you find out in the movie, um, and it's not spoiling anything, because uh, you it, they kind of allude to it in the trailers. Um, but essentially, humanity is so worried about all these titans because they find out that there's more and they keep talking about that one titan on skull island (laughs) who like like he's safe because he's on an island who Who could could that be be? (laughs) (laughs) they uh but they keep ref yeah they, they keep referencing kong in it for obvious reasons um but this is Really, this is King Ghidorah versus Godzilla, and who is going to be the alpha of all these massive titans around the world? Mm-hmm. Um, Millie Bobby Brown, um, she is fantastic. She, I mean, because it's it's strange see- not seeing her in Stranger Things, yeah, um, and seeing her in this movie where you know she's able to actually emote more. Um, and actually say something uh and she is um she's a fantastic fantastic um character in this movie um everybody is I feel like every there, everyone has a chance to shine it is again it's really this is Godzilla's movie this is him setting the stage for uh Godzilla versus King Kong mm-hmm. and that's where they that's essentially where they leave off um is. You know again, because they keep referencing Skull Island, Skull Island, the Titan on Skull Island. Um and the mid credits, they're like the monsters are gravitating like towards uh Skull Island and like what's a king to a god? And it's like okay, we get it. Now
2: right? I now <laughs> I have here's um, the
0: bread, here's your jam, you know, you're just laying on real thick. Now um, I've got New no of look- the
2: Wild stuck in my head.
0: I even looked at Dave and I'm like, I wonder what that could mean. (laughs) Um, I do, I will call it now, uh, I'm calling this now the Martha of a Versus movie. So the Martha of a Versus movie is what stops the fight. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: I think they have revealed what the Martha is in the post-credits scene. Mm-hmm. Yes. There is a post there's a mid credits tease
2: Yeah.
0: That is incorporated within the credits. So you have to like and it goes by fast, so you have to really pay it you have to really like we have to read fast. Um, which I thought was an interesting choice. Um and then the post credits scene is an actual scene that you're like, Oh, okay, like that's gonna that's gonna make Kong versus Godzilla more interesting than um than what we might have initially thought
2: Uh uh-huh
0: yeah um but yeah like it's a it's a good it's a it holds up i can definitely see why critics aren't liking it but i can definitely see why fans love it yeah it's it's a perfect this is the movie that starts off your summer yeah like go see this biggest screen you got don't bother with it in 3d I didn't and I was just fine yeah um and just get ready to have some fun really seriously uh there's parts that'll make you cry a little bit they get a little the, the humans they hit you right here but <laughs> I, I I have to say I feel like that was more effective because it wasn't about them you know um Stephen you mentioned earlier today when I was talking about um the fact that the humans weren't the focus and you had brought up something from that i posted on uh the facebook page on the facebook group page what was it again
1: well uh yeah the critics were complaining that it focuses too much on the monsters and not enough on the humans and you said so it's good, right? Because <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what we want in these movies. And, you know, I mean, it, this goes back for so long where, I don't know, you have a really awesome brand. People like it. But for some reason, studios feel like they got to put more emphasis on human characters or on Uh, things that weren't originally there. Like, okay, Sonic's coming out. How are we going to do Sonic the Hedgehog? Oh, simple. Let's make it not about Sonic, and let's make it about a cop! A police officer who teams up with him! Because people are too stupid to figure out a movie about an anthropomorphic hedgehog. Damn Like, what?
0: (laughs) Yeah, right. So
1: so you saying this about Godzilla actually makes me feel a lot better about going to go see it because that, you know, is my concern. Like, in the first one, I enjoyed the first one a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, It got a lot right. But like you said, they put too much emphasis on the human characters, which isn't necessarily a bad thing, but the Mm -hmm. ratio of human to Godzilla moments just wasn't enough. In fact, I feel like uh, the MUTO got more screen time than Godzilla in his own movie. Mm, and, right. you know, that was like, that was a, that was a major step back. Um, mm-hmm. So it is great to hear that there's more emphasis where it should be. Um, Cause I mean, I, I really do um, like that tradition of, you know, the Kaiju monster fights, um, but also kind of going back to that sort of the original um, you know, of people coming together, figuring out when Godzilla was the bad guy in the original one, and they had to figure out how to deal with them. hmm
0: They do, they do tease a, uh, potential turn of Godzilla. Uh-oh. Yeah. They tease, like, cause they're, they're like, oh, glad on our side. And then someone's like, for now. And then they stare at the camera for a weird, really weird, awkwardly long time. <laughs> No, nah, I'm just kidding. They they do say that, but they don't. They <laughs> don't the just camera. stare at the camera for a very <laughs> awkward amount the time. <laughs> they're like they're like, yeah, he's on our side for now and dun, then they just dun, whisper dun. skull island skull island and then he walks by <laughs> he
1: walks away down a corridor where you see like the the armored shell of Gamora, and then the dr octopus claws and then the green goblin glider and he walks away and then he goes into prodigium and there's dracula's teeth and oh, stop, it fades stop, the black. stop, 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 stop. Welcome sweet. to a new age of Godzillas and monsters. Get
2: <laughs> out.
0: Please. Speaking of Monarch, um, Linley.
2: Yes?
0: I thought about you. You did. I thought about you with Monarch because I was thinking about the dark universe. Oh, dear. And I was thinking about uh, the monster universe, the monsterverse they did prodigium right where it was like so in this movie people know about monarch like it's a very like well-known thing and it opens with the fact they're like so you guys knew about these monsters for years and you didn't tell anybody and it was like thank you you cannot have this super, like, advanced organization and then just nobody knows about uh-huh. it. So it was so it was cool, like, for them to open up. Like, it opens up with, like, news reports being, like, Monarch is, uh, like, constantly in Senate hearings right now because you could have prevented the attack of Godzilla five years ago. Yeah. And you didn't do anything about it. Why? And it's this idea of, Is Monarch actually good or are they bad? And I thought about, I thought about the Mummy, which I still haven't seen, but I know about Prodigium and like what their goal, what their end game was, what end goal for that was. And I sat there and I was like, this is what they should have done with Prodigium. It should have been this organization of people who maybe like read up on legends about these monsters. And their whole goal was to eliminate them or to find out ways to protect them and to identify who they are. Mm-hmm. And, that could have been the, and that could have been the whole focus. That's why they always show up. Not like we are like the secret, we're shield and we're just going to do this. Not everybody has to be shield. Sometimes you can be an environmentalist and just help people and that's fine and i was just like i was like man i'm like how how cool would it have been if they had done something like this where it's like so you know about the mummy you know about you know you know that there are vampires in the world and you didn't tell anybody you know what are the ramifications of that in a modern world where you have these monsters actually alive mm-hmm. So I I don't know I feel like I I'm very hopeful about the MonsterVerse. It had a lot of you know, a lot of missteps at first, um, but like Steven said, I mean there are definitely some good points of Godzilla that they learned from. They learned from those. They learned from their mistakes, and then they brought you something that was much much stronger. So definitely check it out, guys. Yeah, definitely. I plan to. Uh, but. You know, you know, Lindley loves her Disney movies. I do. So, how was Aladdin? Because I didn't see it. I I was going to after Godzilla, and then I was like, uh,
2: so Dave
0: made a very good point, and I'll and I'll tell you, but I want to know how it was from your perspective. Perspective, excuse me.
2: So, not only did I see Aladdin,
0: mm-hmm.
2: I saw Aladdin twice. Oh. I wasn't intending to see Aladdin twice. Okay. I had I had made a reservation through AMC A List hashtag not sponsored. But if you want to sponsor us, please do. Mm. Um, made a reservation for Monday because my mom was coming into town. She was leaving on Monday, so I was like I'll go see a movie. going could be great. But my mom comes to town, and the first that she requested two things on her trip. One was she wanted a berry sangria, a pomegranate sangria, and the second, she wanted to go see Aladdin. And so, when your mom is in town and wants to go see Aladdin on a Friday, you go see Aladdin with your mom on a Friday. Okay. And so, we went, and I've seen it twice, and after two viewings, I hate how much i liked it really i liked it uh, and here's the here's the shocking thing guys and this is why i'm having so much trouble with this i think i liked it better than the beauty and the beast remake i can believe that and you know how much beauty and the beast means to me and Aladdin was Aladdin was up there with my favorites too growing up but it it didn't have that same you know nostalgia that it did that beauty and the beast did but I still loved Aladdin growing up but there are there are some really good points to this movie mm. there's a lot of things that again my whole thing with if you're going to do a remake you know improve upon the original don't just do a carbon copy For the most part, it is very similar to the original Aladdin, but one, they trim the fat a bit. This isn't a spoiler, but they, the whole one jump and the meeting of Jasmine in the marketplace kind of happen at the same time. Mm -hmm. And so that was refreshing. Um... Jasmine though I absolutely love what they did with Jasmine because Jasmine in the original she's fine she's a great character but she kind of goes from oh I don't want to be a princess I want to see the world to yeah I'm okay with marrying the dude and then turns out he's going to be Sultan it's fine no in this one she's not just oh I want to go see the world or I don't want to marry a prince she's like Oh, I want to be sultan. And so her whole goal throughout the movie is to prove that she can be a leader. Mm. And it's not just like, oh, you're a princess, you're a woman. It, you you need to stay silent. You need to be in your place. You stay in your place. Mm. And she has a good arc throughout the movie No, I'm not going to be silent. I'm going to stand up for what's right.
0: That's a very...
2: And I loved that. Mm -hmm. And Naomi Scott did a great job as Jasmine portraying that. She was my favorite part of the movie. Mm -hmm. Was her arc as Jasmine. Mm -hmm. She was great. She was Mm -hmm. really likable. Mina Masood as Aladdin. He was really likable. He had that kind of sly, sarcastic nature that the animated Aladdin had, but you you still saw what was likable about Aladdin, because over the years Aladdin had got a lot of criticism, but like, oh, he's a jerk. And he still got everything he wanted. No, he's still very likable in this. Uh, we gotta talk about the big blue elephant in the room. Will Smith as the genie. The CGI I I hate to say the CGI does not get better. The CGI still sucks. But Mm. Will Smith as the genie, when he's... There are parts in the movie when he is the big blue genie. And he does a lot of the same things that Robin Williams did. Or not so much what Robin Williams did, but what the animation did. Where it's very like, oh, he's jumping from one place to another. He's, you know, in crazy outfits now. That There's a lot less pop culture references, which doesn't date the movie so much, which I appreciate. But there are mm. times when the genie is, he looks human. He looks normal. He's not blue. And when, you, when he's in that, that's when the real character comes through. And I am so happy to say that Will Smith doesn't always play Will Smith in this. There are times, oh, like especially especially in the songs with like Prince Ali and mm. friend like me, there there's the woo. There are some woos, but when he is acting as the genie, mm. I really liked it. Hmm. It's I liked it a lot. Like and, and again, see, seeing it twice. Yeah, I'm again. It doesn't surpass the original, and you know exactly the reason why it was made, but the changes that were made, I really Uh. liked. I do have some criticisms, though. I'm still confused why Guy Ritchie directed this. (laughs) Uh, Guy Ritchie is a very competent director, but his style kind of comes out a lot. And I think it's most notable during one jump, because mm-hmm. there it's still the same tempo. Though one jump ahead of the breadline. Speaking of which, the orchestrations are—they're pro- uh, really, really good. And I've been listening to the soundtrack all week.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: There would be times in one jump where it would stay the same tempo, and Aladdin would be singing that tempo. But it would be in a slower motion. The movements when he's running, it would be slow motion, and then it would speed up, and then at also at times it would just be really fast paced. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like it would speed up, like looking a little jarring, and it was weird. It was yeah. weird, and that and that's just that's Guy Ritchie. Mm-hmm. It's it's like. You know, it's an explosion in a Michael Bay film. It's his signature at this point. Mm-hmm, it mm-hmm. didn't always make sense thematically. I mean, it looked cool, but it's just like, oh, well, that's that's a choice. And a lot mm-hmm. of the musical numbers they didn't feel as big as they could have gone. Right, um, friend like me. It was fun. It was a lot of fun. And when I realized just how much I was smiling during it, I was like, yeah, this is fun. But Prince Ali could have been so much bigger. Mm. Because you think Mm. of that number in the animated film, and it's so big and bombastic. And they try to replicate that bombasticness in the live-action version, and it seems a little underwhelming. Again, the orchestrations are great. And the energy is there.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: But I'm still not sure Guy Ritchie was the best choice for directing from a musical standpoint. Mm-hmm. But the look, the costumes were all beautiful. And I found out that a lot of the team who worked on Agrabah, mm. they had worked on Game of Thrones So a lot of the people Mm. who had been building those King's Landing sets also Mm. worked on this movie. So it was beautiful. Uh, It had a lot of good performances. Again, I love what they did with Jasmine. Uh, Oh, uh, one thing, though. Hot Jafar is not so hot in this movie.
0: Oh, are you off Hot Jafar now?
2: I, I mean, I'm still on the Hot Jafar train, but his... The way he played no, the character? Choice
0: of words. <laughs> <laughs> choice choice
2: oh of words. Oh my gosh, dear. I didn't even realize choice, what I
0: Choice of words, dear.
2: Um, he was good.
0: That's he, the clip right there. No, oh, it better not be the clip.
2: We are not using me talking about Hotchapar's the clip again. This is going to be in the clip, isn't it?
0: I feel like it has to be. Oh no. (laughs) And that's the end. (laughs) (laughs) He
2: was fine in this, but when I saw it the second time with my friend, he made me, he made, he gave a realization to me that Jafar in this movie is very much like Eddie Redmayne in Jupiter Ascending. Where he's, he he talks very calmly and very like, oh, I want to be your friend. And then he just snaps sometimes. So, and then I smash and, it with a hammer. And here's the thing about, and I smashed it with a hammer. So they tried developing Jafar too, but they don't take it as far as they did with Jasmine. They hint that Jafar was like Aladdin. He says, well, he has one of my favorite lines in the movie where he says, like, I was, I was a thief like you. But I thought bigger. He says, steal an apple, you're a thief steal a kingdom, you're a statesman. And so I i wanted to see more of that development with Jafar. Not so much to go the whole make him sympathetic, don't wicked-fy him like they tried to do with Maleficent.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: But they could have taken that development further. Like, I wanted to see more of his backstory of what they were alluding to.
0: Mm-hmm. So
2: yeah uh, great development well, kind of, of characters of like, yeah it's kind of like
0: what Well, i was going to say it's kind of like um, michael keaton's vulture where you know you you definitely sympathize with him in mm-hmm. the beginning when you see like what happened to him but that doesn't ultimately excuse the fact that he is deciding to do evil things yeah and i feel like that's that's what the wicked effect doesn't do it's like you know, like, yeah, you can make a villain sympathetic, but you don't have to redeem them at the end. Like yeah. they can just be evil and that's okay.
2: Yeah. And if mm-hmm. you and if you want a the wicked fied version of Jafar, go watch Twisted by Starkid. Which it's the same people that did a Very Potter musical. They Oh okay. It it's hilarious. Like they mm. make they make Aladdin the bad guy and Jafar is kind of the protagonist, and it's fantastic. So if you want that, go watch Twisted. But gotcha, overall, gotcha. and probably down the road, I'm probably gonna find even more flaws about it. Like, I wasn't... Jasmine, going along with her character, gets a song. She gets a new song. Mm-hmm. And it's a nice song. But it doesn't really fit in with the rest of the score.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Like it's great for radio, and I can see it. Um, kind of a lot of stuff that's going on nowadays in real in the real world. I feel mm. it could could be used as an anthem about women, especially not going speechless. Mm. We're not going to let people underestimate us to speak for us to not back down. It can be seen as an as an anthem, and it fits very well with her arc. But it doesn't fit well with the score, and I don't understand why Hollywood thinks Pesic and Paul are the only other composers out there. Because Alan, Alan Mencken helped write the song, but Pesic and Paul, they did La La Land, they did Dear Evan Hansen. Yeah, I just it, it was okay.
0: Well, it's like um it's like Lynn Manuel Miranda. Yeah. You know? I'm like, getting yeah, it's that's the a fatigue name that they know. Right. It's
2: the fatigue. Yeah, I'm very surprised how much I liked Aladdin. What worked really worked. What didn't work, it was hit or miss. But it's fun. Mm. Um, I definitely suggest you check it out. I don't think you have to rush to the theaters to see it. I mean, I'm all for supporting, especially with a cast as diverse as this. There's only, I think there's only Mm. one white person in the film Mm hmm. Mm hmm. And so I'm all for supporting that. But I would say if you're still on the fence about the Disney remakes, definitely check it out and get your own opinion.
0: Mm hmm.
2: Uh, but if you're n- not excited about it, I would, I would still check it out. Mat- matinate it at least.
0: I, I, um, you know, I was talking to Dave after, uh, mm-hmm after Godzilla and not that he talked me out of seeing Aladdin but he made a very interesting point and it's something that um, was actually on um, Fat Man and Batman um, Kevin Smith's podcast something that they talked about the thing the thing about Netflix and like all these streaming services right the thing that they said was like a movie like Godzilla will always make a million dollars doesn't matter if it's horrible or whatever like it's going to make a million dollars he's like but then there are some movies right that are really really good that don't get the time of day and will may and will barely break even if they do at all
1: mm-hmm.
0: and the one thing that we that we talked about because we talked about Disney Plus and how the the Understanding is, um, this is one of their talking points is that the Disney movies, when they come out, like Marvel, Star Wars, Disney movies in general, they'll be in theaters for a month and then they will be only released on the Disney Plus streaming service. Mm-hmm. And I sat there and I was like, I was like, you know what? It might be better, and not so much, I mean, not so much for like you know people like you lindley who are going to go see the movie but for like people like me who are kind of like on the fence about seeing going to movie theaters and seeing a disney movie i'm going to get disney plus like i know that for a fact same if aladdin is on disney plus like a month later Mm -hmm. oh please believe i'm gonna watch it
2: yeah
0: why wouldn't i it's just convenient that's convenient (laughs) you know i'd be stupid at that point not to watch Aladdin on Disney Plus, because I mean, again, that's how I found out about um, Call, uh, Call Me Your Maybe.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, because I would, if Call Me Call Me Your Maybe came out in theaters, I would have never watched it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But because it was on Netflix and because it was just it was easy and convenient, I'm I'm gonna watch it. My my argument is. Do these Disney movies, do these Disney remakes, do they really need to be in theaters, or can they just be on the on the streaming service? That's my mm. question to you. You know what I mean? Because because I, I don't. I mean I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if it's like if it's worth it. I, like I said, a movie like Godzilla, you don't want to watch that on streaming. No. You need that on <laughs> IMAX.
2: I think it depends on the movie. Aladdin, it's pretty big scale. So I think I, I'm glad I saw it in theaters. But something like Dumbo, because
0: mm-hmm. think of
2: how much of a loss that was, because it did not do well. Right. Comparatively to everything else, Dumbo did not do well in theaters. So I think something along that, yes, leave it to strictly mm. streaming. Because that's gonna be for the ultimate Disney fans. Because mm-hmm. I, yeah. I, I don't think the general public is be like, oh man, oh man, you know what remake I can't wait to see? Oh, the three caballeros. Donald's my
1: man. <laughs>
0: hey, 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 hey. I, I was that about was to my j. Jam- I <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, see?
1: of all the remakes they're doing, why have they not picked up the three caballeros? Oh, but I'm saying, like the three general. Three
0: Caballeros with Three Caballeros. <laughs> <laughs> but
2: the general audience isn't going to be clamoring for that. But the people who pay for Disney Plus, they might. Mm. So right.
0: Or at least they'll they'll give it. They'll least watch it because it's on it's on the streaming service. Yeah. You know, they might be like, Oh, three Caballeros." I haven't seen that since I was two.
2: or make mine melody that's that's for the real disney fans out there
0: (laughs) song of the south remake oh (laughs) oh yeah can't talk oh can't talk about that huh can't talk about that yeah yeah where's jim and dumbo was jim and dumbo Who listen to our listen to our our Dumbo trailer review about that.
2: He's a crow named Jim who greenlit that. Oh my
0: god. Yep. And I specifically said on the show, I said if Jim Crow ain't in Dumbo, I ain't seeing it. Uh, (laughs) Ugh. Ugh, this racism is killing me inside. But you guys, you know what hasn't killed me inside? Uh, <laughs>
2: what? Please, something more positive than a crow named Jen.
0: Oh, it's something much more positive. This episode, guys, this episode definitely gave me life today. Yay. This was a lot of fun recording with you guys. Audience, I hope you've enjoyed this. We had some Netflix picks. Um, definitely go check out all of those Uh, All of those TV shows, and if you check out one, or if you have watched one, let us know on our Facebook page, um, our Facebook group page, excuse me. We are always in there chatting about movies. Um, It is a great place to connect with not only us, but also Dave, because he's always posting stuff in there. So you definitely want to check it out. Um, but if you want to talk to us one-on-one, um, maybe you want to tell Lindley all about your idea for the Three Caballeros, uh, remake. Oscar Uh, Isaacs better be in it. Oscar Isaac has to be in it, especially.
2: (laughs) He's the Red Bird. Oscar Isaacs is the Red Bird. (laughs) (laughs) I forgot the Red Bird's name. I'm tired.
0: The first Caballero. The first Caballero. There's like the first one, the second one, and then uh, Donald Duck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Lindley, where can the uh, folks at home reach you?
2: Folks at home, you can find me mostly on Instagram at Little Lottie. That's L O T T I E. Uh, be looking out. I'm still posting some cosplay photos from my last shoot, and I may be getting a new costume soon, you know. New York Comic Con is right around the corner, so be looking out for that. Mm-hmm. And also, I know we've talked a lot of Outlander on this episode, but coming up soon, I've just admitted my first article for approval, I'm writing for the Outlander Cast uh, podcast uh, on their blog, so please check that out if you are a Sassenach like me and Marcus. <laughs> I'm, I'm so excited that I've finally... <laughs> <laughs> getting more people into this dramatic show that I love so much.
0: <laughs> it's good, audience. It, it really is. It, ho- it definitely holds up. Steven, where can the folks at home reach you, bud?
1: Folks at home, if you uh, head over to YouTube, type in Bailey's Film Workshop, you'll be able to see my short film work. Um, and uh, if you want to follow me on Twitter and see all the hilarious things I'm writing over there, uh, just uh, follow me at Bailey's Workshop.
0: And of course, folks, if you want to connect with me, there are a couple places that you can find me. You can always find me here um, on this Popcorn Prattle podcast. You can also find me on Twitter at P-O-P-C-O-R-N underscore Prattle P-R-A-T-T-L-E as well as my personal Twitter account at m a r c underscore Leroy L-A-R-O-Y please check out some of our other podcasts check out Not So Famous with Mitchell Hanson check out Roll Initiative um, with Sam Fulton Uh, and if you would like an awesome audio drama we are not affiliated with them in any stretch of the imagination but I am the star of it it is called Continuum Force where they go through time Solving mysteries. Craziness ensues. Well, guys, like Lindley, I am tired. So, I think that is everything. Is that everything?
2: I think that's everything.
0: Alrighty. Well, audience, before we leave, we leave you with this. From all of us, to all of you, we wish you peace. Love and tranquility. You all take care now.
2: Make your choices.
0: On <laughs> your